This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor online, and of course, Dimland Radio is the best-kept secret on the Internet. Uh, I say that once in a while. I don't want to make it my continuous uh, catchphrase, because I've got a couple other ones that I use. and that's let's, But once in a while, I just want to remind you guys that this is a really well-kept secret. If you found me, find your, you know, consider yourselves to be uh, uh, listeners of this show. Okay, um, just to do a... I think I might do a running kind of thing here for the next few weeks as long as it's, I'm capable of doing it. Uh, you know how a couple of weeks back I talked about how terrible, how horrible, how awful the movie Holmes and Watson looked. Uh, I've not heard anything good about it. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, a couple of weeks ago I said it looks like it's a steaming pile of of, uh, well, of shit. And, uh, and apparently the box office was reflecting that. And so it's, but I wanted to give you an update. Just before I started recording this, I thought, oh, let's see where Holmes and Watson is in the in its box office gross at this point. Now it was released on Christmas Day. I'm recording this on January 4th, so that's about 10 days. It has uh, gross. This is worldwide and domestic. This is both in together. The worldwide or the domestic amount is much higher than the the worldwide amount, although that has increased a bit. But uh, it's still go you know lagging way behind because it's like domestic. It's about twenty five million dollars. Worldwide, it's four million something. So uh, we're at about twenty nine. Holmes and Watson is, is about twenty nine million dollars gross at the box office. The um, it costs forty two million dollars to make. I think they will make their money, maybe, but uh, yeah, it still it still looks horrible. <laughs> anyway, just thought I'd let you know that. Um, so we're in the new year. It's twenty nineteen now. Um, the new year did not start very pleasantly. It was a little rocky start. Uh, midnight came in fine, um, and I stayed up until about 3 in the morning just uh, watching stuff on YouTube. I'll talk about that later on the show. And uh, finally went to bed at about 3 o'clock, and, uh, well, I got a call at 5.30 in the morning. Let me back up a little. Uh, at about 8 o'clock on New Year's Eve, I had finished doing some work and uh, went to the store to pick up a few things and I decided to stop by my parents to say Happy New Year, see how they're doing. And um, and just a brief stop, I wasn't going to stay long, but you know, it's New Year's Eve, stop by, say mom, you know, Happy New Year's to mom and dad. And so I did and uh, um, uh, dad tells me when I get there, he says, uh, Mom's down in her room watching something, and he's in the living room watching something. And he says, uh, "Yeah, your mom has run out of this prescription she's been taking uh, for a while now." And uh, so we went down to the pharmacy on Friday to get it refilled, and the pharmacist said, "Well, I can't fill this until January 10th." Now the Friday before would have been the 28th or so, so that she would have had a couple weeks to wait. And, uh, and I said, oh, uh, is she doing okay? And he says, yeah, I think she's doing okay. I said, oh, all right, okay. And I went down to see Mom, and Mom told me the same thing. Yeah, they went and refilled my prescription. And I said, well, how, you know, are you doing okay? He says, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, <laughs> okay. So, all right, well, Happy New Year, you guys. And off I went. I went home. 
as I said, midnight came. We said Happy New Year to each other here. And uh, Amy went upstairs off to bed. And Hayden went upstairs off to bed. And I stayed up looking at stuff on YouTube until 3 in the morning. And then I finally go to bed. And at 5.30, the phone rings. And it's my dad. And he says, your mother is having a freak out. Uh, and she wants you to come over. <laughs> Can you come over? And I said, well, yeah, of course. So I, I get ready. I get dressed. And I head on over. And she couldn't sleep. And she she was you know she was having uh, a hard time. Uh, she was you know for mentally she was feeling confused. Like, I can't think, and she's just panicked. You could hear it in her voice. She's breathing in a distressed sort of way, uh, and she she just sort of said her skin feels like it's you know it's crawling and just you know, she's just terror you know just bad. And I, as I'm as as I was driving over, I was thinking to myself, so, okay, it sounds like she's probably having some withdrawals from whatever the drug that she was on. And uh, don't don't lecture because uh, you were told from, and my dad said, you know, she would take an extra one here and there. That's why she ran out. And they wouldn't refill it because the prescription was not refillable until the 10th of January. So, you know, if she used an extra one here or there, she might forget that she took a dose and then she took one, and yeah, you know, I know there's all the plastic organizers that they got, and they've got them, and they've got it set up with. I'm um, getting ahead of myself, sorry. So I said, don't lecture, just try to help calm her down, see what I, I'm not sure what I'm going to be able to do, but let's just get over there. I got there, and, and that's I. She is the way I described her, and uh, she's trying. We're trying to sit her down, get her to calm down, and I'm and. Fortunately, my parents had a refrigerator magnet that they had gotten from their health uh, from their you know healthcare provider that has an 800 number on there, and it's, it's an ask a nurse. You could call it 24 hours a day. So I said, okay, I'm going to call this number and see if I can. I'll talk to a nurse and see if they can help me just figure out if mom needs to go to the emergency room. Um, so. That's what I did. I called and talked to the nurse. She asked me a bunch of questions. She asked my mom, I put mom on the phone with her for a little bit. She asked her some questions, and then I got back on the phone with the nurse. It was back and forth, just trying to find out. You know, she was just lots of stuff, and I explained to her right at the very beginning. I explained to her that she had she had run out of this particular medication. I gave her the name of the medication. She looked it up, and she said, "Oh, the indications on this medication. One of the things they say is do not stop using suddenly." which is, you know, don't go cold turkey from this stuff. And that's what my mom had done. She had enough to get her through Saturday morning. She had to take a couple pills in the morning, two in the afternoon, and then two at night. And she had enough for that morning dose. But, you know, but then after that, she's got none. So the, the nurse told me, see if you can get a hold of her doctor. Uh, leave a message if you can't, uh, you know, if, with their, a voicemail. If you don't hear back from them in an hour... Take her to the emergency room. You know, you shouldn't worry about getting an ambulance as long as you know if you can drive her down there, get her down there. Well, I, you know, I couldn't get a hold of her doctor. I didn't even get a voicemail. I just got the clinic, and they said, you know, if this is an emergency, call nine one one. Or you know, and I thought, well, that's it. Got off the phone. We went down to the emergency room. Now here was where I was worried, a little bit worried, because it was New Year's Eve or the aftermath of New Year's Eve. I even said to my dad, I said, Dad, it's New Year's Eve. He said, well, it's New Year's Day. He's a little bit of a pedant himself. And I said, I know, Dad, but it's it's the aftermath of New Year's. It, the emergency room could be pretty busy. But, well, we went down. Turns out, it, it, it was there was nothing. I mean, there was one person that got that was in there before us, and they went into the little triage room first, where they ask questions, and they take blood pressure and stuff. And did, he, he got taken care of, and, and he was brought in. Mom went in, did the same thing, asked a bunch of questions, take her blood pressure, and just all that. And boom, in she goes. She gets a room. Uh, she wasn't there very long. I got we, we got to the emergency room at about 7.30 in the morning on New Year's Day. And, uh, it's, I mean, I was lucky that I didn't have to work that day, uh, so I wasn't worried about that. Even if I did have to work, I wouldn't worry about it, but still, I was lucky that I didn't have to. And... Traffic was just nothing to worry about. It was just, we sailed right in, no problem. So uh, she got in, she's telling a nurse about the stuff, and the nurse was still taking notes when the doctor came in. A young woman uh, who the nurse talked to us uh, about the, this doctor after she 
finished with my mom and says you know this doctor is she is no nonsense she just looks she gets right through it you know she's and she's good she's not like she's mean or anything but she just she listens to the patient and she just gets right to the heart of the matter as quickly as she can because well you know there's only you know so much time that she can but i guess she wasn't in a hurry or anything but she was just she said uh uh-huh she knew exactly what was going on yes in fact Mom had taken too much of her medication. She'd gone off what the rules of the medication were, you know, how many, what her doses were supposed to be, and she ran out. And that's what her body was just saying, "Look, I got to have this stuff." Yeah, you know, it was just so. So what she did was um, she got my mom a couple, of, a dosage for that, of that particular medicine, which is a help to help pain management. It was a medication that she was put on after my mom had some troubles with some, uh, with some opioid. Now that's you know the opioid thing has been a big deal in the last few years because of over prescription and all that well my mom got a little caught up on that and she worked with her doctor to get weaned off and you know get off the, the opioids and then she was put onto this particular medication and so um and so she gave her a dosage of that and then a pill to help calm her down and pretty much just and and got a prescription filled out to help her through until she can get a full prescription next time and and said now go now make a, an appointment with your doctor to go over all this and of course which I think my mom and dad did today earlier today I'll have to talk to him over the weekend and see how that went and um, my mom was upset with the pharmacist because the pharmacist never said to her she, he said well I can't refill your prescription but he didn't say you need to contact your are you going to run out of this and he says because you need to contact your doctor because you're not supposed to stop taking this suddenly. So, you know, your doctor might be able to give you a, a supplementary prescription or whatever it is just to, cut, to, to carry you through. So my mom did have a, a nice argument to have with the, uh, with the pharmacist if they chose to have that. Uh, but anyway, um, we, I, I took them home, uh, mom and dad home, uh, got them home by 9.30, and she's, she's doing better. So it, the lesson here is, because my mom was saying stuff about, well, nobody told me and this stuff. I said, well, you know, mom. They, they essentially did tell you because the bottle says you take two in the morning, two in the afternoon, and two at night. It, you, they're telling you right there, this is what you take. You don't take more, you don't take less. You follow your doctor's, you know, the prescription. This is what you're told to do until your doctor tells you to do something differently. You follow that. You know, because that's, that's the lesson you get here. And mom was, you know, she felt bad. She felt dumb that she, you know, had done what she did. And she understood. So dad's helping her manage it better now. And hopefully she'll be fine. So she's home. She's fine. Happy New Year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a rocky start. But uh, so far, I guess things are okay. Uh, let's see. What have I got to do? Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to talk a little sports now. Uh, so, you know, for you sports ball people, that's, uh, you know, there are those of us who like sports because we find it entertaining. I'm sure there's something that you like that you find entertaining, but maybe sports people who like sports that might not find entertaining, so you can understand, maybe, yeah. I mean, I collect com. well, I, I did collect comic books. Uh, you know, I find that interesting, but you might not, but it's my show, so I get to talk about what I want. <laughs> anyway, so sports. The Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings, the Minnesota's professional football team, uh, their season is over, which is probably a good thing, uh, seeing as how they had a, uh, an underwhelming season. And more than likely, if they had somehow made it into the postseason, which means they should, if they would have won the last game of the regular season, they would have made the playoffs. But... They just, it's, uh, Vikings. Anyway, if they had made it into the playoffs, they probably would have lost. They'd be one game in and done. One and done. That's what they would have been because it's just, they're just, they don't, they, they, what they don't have is a really strong offensive line. Those are the guys, the big beefy guys that are in front of the quarterback that are meant to protect the quarterback and open holes in the defensive line for the running people, you know, for running backs to get through, you know, and they're supposed to protect the quarterbacks on passing plays. Well, we don't have a very good one. We haven't had a very good one. We, the Vikings, haven't had a very good one for a while. 
And if you can't protect your quarterback, see, last year we didn't have a great offensive line either, but we had a quarterback named Case Keenum who was a lot more mobile than our current quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins is pretty good in the pocket if he's got protection, but he's not very good at scrambling around and getting out of the way of, of uh, defenders trying to get, get at him. Now, Case Keenum was better at that. So, you know, things worked pretty well for us last year, but, you know, all that ended. <laughs> anyway, this past season, I decided to do an experiment. I might have talked about it on the show or mentioned it glancingly, but uh, I decided that I wasn't going to watch a single Vikings game the entire season. Once it got to the playoffs, I might have, if the Vikings were in it, I might have had to say, okay, well, now i got to watch something. But, I don't know. But since they didn't make it to the postseason, I, I don't have to worry about that. But I decided I'm not going to watch a single game of the Vikings because I want to enjoy football when I watch it. I know I'm supposed to be a skeptic, and I, and I am. And I try to think rationally, and I try to be reasonable, and I try to be critical about things and, and, you know, and try not to be too emotional, let my emotions carry me away. But I will freely admit, when it comes to sports... My rational part of my brain just takes a break at that point. It just takes a break. Ah, oh, yeah, go ahead. Let's let the emotions take over. And I, I shouldn't allow that because it's 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 just entertainment. That's all it is. It's really it really doesn't. It's just something to to kill time as we all wait to die. And <laughs> that's a nice fatalist statement, isn't it? And so I decided I'm not going to watch a single game. That doesn't mean I wasn't going to pay attention to what the Vikings were doing. I would listen to the sports talk guys talk about the team and talk about how they were doing. And I would, if I was watching another game on, that would be at the same time as the Vikes were playing, but I'd watch the, the game on CBS instead of on the game on Fox. Uh, I'd watch the crawl, giving the score updates, and I'd see that the, how the Vikings were doing there. And I would watch highlights on the news or go on YouTube and watch the highlight films. i do that too. But... I just wasn't going to to spend any time watching a game as it was being played because I just didn't want to deal with you know the emotions that I go through and it seems like I don't know why I think it's probably because I've I've been uh, following the Vikings the longest. Uh, baseball's my game. I love baseball. I miss baseball. Um, it's you know, you you can take the measure of a team over a longer season, many many more games. It, and yes, even though my my emotions get the better of me, especially when I think about the Yankees, which uh, I'll be talking about New York in a little while. Um, when I when I uh, I'm on tonight's show, I mean, I'll be talking about New York. Uh, I do, you know, my emotional side takes over when I think about the hated Yankees because of what they've done to my poor twins and the fact that well, there's other things. So. So the Vikings uh, ended up uh, with a record of I don't know what it was <laughs> at this point was it was eight seven and one they had one tie is that right yeah eight seven and one and it just I think that's what the record was and it was just blech and eh. but we just had Christmas and uh, now we don't do a gift exchange anymore but we do. Uh, a little game playing with some dice. You know, you throw a doubles and you get to pick up a, uh, a gift out of a stack of gifts that were gotten by people, you know, family. That's what our family does. E each person, if you want to participate, you buy two gifts for, you know, for 10 bucks or less. So, you know, Amy and I would each buy two, we have two gifts from each of us. And you go and we play this game and then you end up with some some inexpensive gift, but you know, sometimes it's some kind of candy or a snack or some little doodad, a puzzle or game or something. And I got, uh, just coincidence, didn't know what it was going to be, opened it up, and it was a desktop calendar. And it's an official Minnesota Vikings desktop calendar. And what it has is um, 365 facts and trivia things about the Vikings. So you either get a fact or you get a trivia question. And so I, I opened it up and I said, well, let's see what January 1st is going to be. The first day of the year. The first entry on uh, on this 
desktop calendar, what's the first one going to be? Is it going to be about uh, the season, the 1998 season, when the Vikings set a single-season scoring record of 556 points? Is it going to be something like that? Is it going to be about the season that Adrian Peterson uh, nearly broke the uh, single-season rushing record that Marcus Allen holds? You know, he's only, he's only like 9 yards short or 11 yards short or something like that. Is it going to be something like that? It's going to be something big. Is it, is it going to be something like that? Or is it, you know, well, what's it going to be? It's certainly it's not going to be a downer. Certainly it's not going to be on this date the Vikings lost their fourth Super Bowl. It's not going to be that. But here's what it was. And I'm going to read exactly the words to you. <clears throat> here's what it says. In a streaky season that began with five consecutive wins followed by four consecutive losses, the Vikings finished 8-8 eight and eight under third-year head coach Mike Zimmer in the 2016 season. Wow. So instead of going with a downer or going with a, a, a big uh, upper, you know, a good thing, this, the calendar people decided to go with, uh, they, they decided to highlight mediocrity. How Vikings of them. All right, I've gotten up to my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I shall return. Looking from a window above, it's like a story of love. Can you hear me? Came back only yesterday. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. (laughs) You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, and I've got one of these. <coughs> Speaking of New Year's, uh, each year on the television, on the regular TV, on the cable stations, I'm sure there are, like on CNN, I know they do, they cover the, the, the New Year's, and they'll do the... You know, they'll, they'll, I, I suppose they go live to each time zone just so it's to show what's going on. I, 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 I don't know. Or maybe they just hang out in New York. Who knows? But there's, uh, there's the Dick Clark uh, New Year's Rocking Eve, which is on, uh, a, on ABC. And then uh, Fox has some New Year's Eve celebratory thing. Now, I don't know why we bothered to watch the TV thing. We didn't need to. We could have just just got my watch. <laughs> it's got a second hand on it. Let's just get my watch out and we'll just count it down. The three of us here, Amy and, and I and, and then Hayden. Why don't we just, you know why don't we just do that? Why do we we don't need to see the damn ball drop in New York. What do we care? 
I mean, because these shows have people on there that we don't care about. We're not entertained by them. We're not. We're not going to watch a bunch of this. You know, ABC's got Jenny McCarthy, and she's you know she's the woman that wants all kids to die from vaccine preventable diseases. And you know, so I don't want to watch her. And the other channel had Steve Harvey on it, and you know, I'm not so thrilled with Steve Harvey. He's a he's a bigot when it comes to atheists. So you know. I don't want to be watching him necessarily, you know. But it's like okay, so we we landed on on Fox. We just left it there, and it's probably a good thing we did that because apparently, ABC uh, they dropped the ball on the ball drop. <laughs> apparently, they had some band playing that they didn't time it out right. The band was still playing, and they're still showing the band play while the ball's being dropped. He said, no, 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 you're supposed to, this is what you do. This is, I was listening to uh, George Traub's podcast, uh, the Geologic Podcast, and he made the, he talked about this just briefly, and he said, he said, you have one job. <laughs> that's, that's how you put it. You got one job. You got one job, and that is make sure that everybody sees the ball drop and do the, you know, the, do the, the countdown from 10 and yell Happy New Year and show a bunch of people in Times Square kissing, which get got to be really gross after a while. There were two people there. They were practically eating each other's faces. I, I'm, you know, and I, I don't need to see that. Well, anyway, so we got we got we got the Fox on there. So Fox didn't mess it up. They they were paying attention to when the ball was going to drop, so they did the countdown and they, the ball comes down, Happy New Year, and everybody you know starts celebrating. And of course, this happened an hour earlier as far as what we're seeing because you know New York is an hour ahead of us. This is where you know both the Rock and Eve and the Fox thing both take place in New York and Times Square, so you know they just you can't see each other on TV <laughs> where they're set up, but it's it's still taking place in Times Square, and. So, obviously, they're not going to say, okay, everybody, let's put the ball back up in place and everybody calm down and move the move the confetti around. Let's get it back and then we'll just uh, we'll kibitz for another hour and then we'll drop the ball again. Is, that, is everybody good with that? And then we'll do it again for Mountain and then we'll do it again for West Coast. No, no, no. They just, you know, it's not live. It's, it's taped. Obviously, because that makes sense, right? I mean, because by the time they do it the fourth time, the energy level is just going to be kind of gone because... It'll be four in the morning for them there, or three in the morning, whatever it'll be by then. So, okay. Three in the morning? Is that what it would be? It must be one in the morning, two in the morning. Yeah, three in the morning. And so, anyway, so it, it, the, now, <clears throat> here's the, here's where my ARG comes in. The rest of it's all just kind of, ugh, why are we bother watching this? What, this was a bad idea. We should just grab my watch and just counted it down with my watch, and it's just have the three of us, because we're much cooler than these people out in New York. But the thing that struck me was that you, you, you know the tradition. You count down to midnight, everybody yells Happy New Year, and, 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 and people will kiss each other. You know, that's, that's what they do. And we, they also do something else. There's a song. There's a song that you sing when it's New Year's Eve, you know, when, you, when New Year's Day comes. And it's just after midnight. You just got finished yelling Happy New Year, and up comes a song. What's that song? Come on, you're saying it at home, aren't you? It's Auld Lang Syne, right? Should all acquaintance be forgotten, never brought to mind. We start singing that song. That's the song that you sing for New Year's Eve, right? It's the song that was being sung by the passengers of the Poseidon just before the tidal wave capsized it. You know, in the Poseidon Adventure movie, which happened on New Year's Eve, and you know, and so they just got done singing, or they start singing the the Auld Lang Syne. They said Happy New Year, and the tidal wave comes by, and it flips them over. So that's you know, that's the song they were singing. What song do you suppose we heard? If you were paying attention, if you watched the Fox thing, and I probably it probably happened on. On the uh, on the ABC feed and maybe on the CNN stuff or I don't know, but what did what song was being played in the background after everybody shouted Happy New Year? Was it all Anxiety? No, no, oh no, it wouldn't be that. No, they were playing New York, New York. You know, on the off chance that I my 
very limited audience might have someone who lives in New York City or has lived in New York City or knows somebody who lives in New York City. I have a question for you guys. I just have, I just have a question for you. Are you trying to get everyone in the world to hate you? Is that what you're trying to do? For crying out loud. New York? New York? What, it's, 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 it's just, I, I heard that and I just, well, what the hell are these people doing? It's, it's as if it's the only city in the world. It's the only city that matters. What the hell is wrong with you people? I don't know if I blame Fox. I don't know if it was being played in Times Square so that it could be... I, I don't know who to blame. But New York? New York? That's not the song. I mean, it's bad enough that you, ha you have the hated Yankees in your city. That's bad enough. And it's bad enough that because 9-11 happened in your city that baseball had to have a new tradition being pushed in to, to baseball in the seventh inning. You know, we, we, we had to have some, somebody, you know, in New York they were doing, they had this cop, this, this guy who was a cop who could sing, come out and sing God Bless America. That was something they were doing in New York. Fine, if that's what you want to do there. But because 9-11 happened in New York and the, Yank, and, and the hated Yankees are special, their tradition gets picked up by the rest of the league. And, 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 and then in the postseason, Fox would show the seventh inning stretch when they'd have some guy come out, somebody come out and sing God Bless America. They, they don't stick around for take me out to the ball game. No, 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 no. Which is already the tradition that we have. It's, it's already the tradition. It's, we already got that. No. They, they, but they come and have the God Bless America because, again, I, I have to assume it's because it happened in New York. If it happened in Chicago, I don't think it would be happening if that happened. Now, this is a complaint that I think has worked its way out because, as I recall, the last World Series, and it dawned on me during the World Series, I was doing a show, and it dawned because I had the game on, and it dawned on me that throughout that series, which I had been watching, there wasn't any seventh-inning stretch footage. There wasn't any God Bless America being sung. Now, maybe I'd forgotten. Maybe I didn't notice it at that point. But I, I think we might have gotten past it. We'll see next season. We'll see what happens in the, in the postseason next year to see if that, if that's, if that tradition, that, that attempt to shoehorn in a new tradition. And again, I think it's because it's New York. Because you recall that after 9-11... Which you know we were all New Yorkers after that, right? I mean that was that was great sentiment. I thought that was great. The French came out and they had that. You know we're all New Yorkers. That was great, and I mean it, I mean it was, and and and, and I was behind that 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 sentiment 100 percent behind that. I said yeah, you know yeah. I mean Ken Burns baseball documentary, the the second part, or uh, was it the second part? Yeah, I think it was the right the second part, the tenth inning. They did a they did a tenth inning. Uh, they had the the nine innings at first, and then a few years later, they did a tenth inning. And there was a part in there about nine eleven. And there was a guy in there who's a sports writer, and and he was covering the Yankees. And he even said, I wish I could remember who the guy was, but he even said that the natural state of being in baseball should be that uh, fans hate the New York Yankees. He said that's how it should be. Everybody should hate the Yankees. They should. But for that season, for that World Series. Well, no, it wasn't out for that one. No, 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 I'm wrong. It was for Joe Torre. When Joe Torre took over the Yankees and they won that first uh, World Series under Joe Torre, that was okay to not hate the Yankees at that point. It was okay to root for them because Joe Torre was such a decent, good fellow. You know, we liked him so much. So that was okay. But then we got tired of the Yankees right, right away. We went back to hating them right away. 9-11, they got to the World Series, but the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, didn't let them win. But other... You know, other places have had their 9/11s. New London had a 9/11. They had, they had. I think it was J uh, July 7th. I think it was the next year, the following year, or the year after that, something like that. There was a, there were bombings on the their their subway system. 
And I, 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 you know, hey, have I got any listeners in London? Do you have, you know, your cricket team in London? Do they force some kind of tradition into the, you know, the tea break? Uh, that's 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 uh, particular to London. Do they do that? Oh, I'm telling you, I was so pissed off <laughs> when I heard New York, New York. Ugh. It's, I mean, if you're from New York, I, I, New York's a fine city. I I, I visited there once, you know, it was a long time ago. It's a fine city. It's it's, it's intimidating. Uh, but it was it was cool, and I got to see the World Trade Center and lay down on a on a park bench and in the little atrium area or atrium I don't know but the plaza area at the bottom between the two towers. There's these benches, and I got to lay down and look up at them and how high up they went. And it was really majestic and cool. Um, so you know I had a certain perspective that I wouldn't have had when 9/11 came along because having been in that area, you know the idea of just how big those buildings were, and you know so I mean I, I don't. And and truth be told, well, no, I do hate the Yankees. <laughs> I was going to say I don't really hate the Yankees. No, no, I do. But it's 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 the kind of hate that is developed through the love of a game. <laughs> oh, I just it was New York, New York. I heard that and I just thought, what the hell is wrong with you people? You just you just aren't going to be happy until the entire world hates you. Ah, I'm going to call myself down, take another break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll settle myself down and come back. I, hopefully I won't get upset again about anything, but I, I can't guarantee it. Uh, I'll be back. another one of your favorite ZTalk shows? Now you don't have to. Simply go to the Google Play Store on your Android phone and download the ZTalk Radio app. The best part is, it's absolutely free. That's ZTalk Radio. Only found in your Google Play Store on your Android phone. Download it today. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. We're the station that beats all the competition. And we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Okay, um, a couple weeks ago, I I interspersed the cool things throughout the show, and I'm going to do a little bit of that uh, this uh, this week. Uh, But it's all, they're interspersed through the last segment of the show. So it's not through the whole show, just in the third act. Um, So the first cool thing I'm going to mention is uh, came to mind because I was uh, why I was up till three in the morning on New Year's on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, however you want to look at it. Uh, I've been watching a whole bunch of um, uh, British panel shows. They have these panel shows that are just they're just great. You know, America can't produce these kinds of shows. I don't I. I was trying to think of who could be on these types of panel shows. 
they 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 had politically incorrect. I guess I guess there's sort of a show like that with Bill Maher, uh, whatever he's his show is called, Real Time with Bill Maher, something like that. I guess, and that's a but that's a current events kind of a thing. But it's 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 in that vein, except maybe not, but not as serious. Some politics will come into the, but it's usually it's they're, they're handled almost like a game show. It's like if you took the the politically incorrect show that Bill Maher did and the one he's doing now, if it's, it's like you take that show and you take a, a, a password that game show and you blend them together, uh, where it's celebrities doing a game, uh, and it's, so it's a little lighthearted, like like password, but it's just celebrities. You don't have civilians being brought in to play along. It's just. It's just celebrities doing their thing, and um, and, and in and in Great Britain land, they have really cool celebrities. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's the accent, but uh, and it's not just one accent in, in over there in England. There's several accents, and all of them sound smarter than us. And by us, I mean Americans. But still. <laughs> Even even Cockney sounds smarter than us. Uh, maybe it's just a bias I have. But they they gather these people. The 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 first one that I became aware of, and I think I've mentioned it on this show. I'm sure I have. Is a show called QI, which was hosted when it started by Stephen Fry, who I think is just fantastic. I just love Stephen Fry. He's kind of a man crush. I just of mine. I think he's just great. He's smart and he's funny and he's articulate, but he's not. He's he's like a headmaster at a school, but then he's he's not. He's not stuffy. There's just something warm and and approachable about the guy, and and just he's just great. It's just he's I like him a lot. So he was the original host. It's now being hosted by someone. I think her name is Sandy Vostig. I think that's her name. She's also very good, but she's not quite the same as him. So because you know different people, and 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 they have these, they bring in uh, four celebrities. They, they're actors or comedians. Uh, they bring them in there. There's one regular that's always on the panel. His name is Alan Davis, and he's always there. And then they bring in these other people. And sometimes uh, in the early years, they used to have uh, the, the American comedian Rich Hall. Apparently, he was living in London at the time, and they would bring him in frequently. But they have these other people. One of my favorites is David Mitchell. I think he's super funny, very intelligent. He's got the he's got the curmudgeonly sense to him. He's got a, a pedantic sense to him, a sense to him that I like. It, it, there's just just something, and what's great about these shows is these guys are so these 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 funny people are are funny and they're quick, and their their wit is quick, and they they play off each other really well. And I there was another show that I found that's called uh, Would I Lie to You, and it's a it's another one of these panel shows. It's hosted by a, a comedian actor. Uh, you know, and 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 they have these. David Mitchell is on there. He's one of the regulars. There's two teams. David Mitchell is the captain of the of one team, and this other fellow named Lee Mack is the captain of another team. And David Mitchell has this this uh, uh, reputation of being posh and uh, upper educated, and you know that kind of a guy. Whereas uh, Lee Mack is more blue collar, uh, more East End in his in his attitude and the two of them play off each other really well and they'll bring in a couple other celebrities for each team so there's two teams of three and they will they will tell a story about themselves they, they get this card and take it out and they have no idea what it's going to say on the card before they read it I'm sure they sit down with uh, the people who write these cards and tell stories about things that have happened to them. And then they mix in some real stories and some lies. And the person you know, reads the card and then tries to defend that the card is true. And uh, the other team has to try to suss out whether or not they're telling the truth. And then they have other little variations of that game. And it's you know there's no there's no money being won. It's just you get some points, you win QI. They just get points, and they're very they're just very crazy. And it's just it's just meant to be this this fun game played by these these intelligent, 
funny people, rain, you know, quick wits. It's just great. They're great. And I just kept watching and kept watching another, oh, there's another QI, or there's the best of David Mitchell on QI, or the best of David Mitchell on, on, on uh, uh, Would I Lie to You? And there are other shows. Uh, I'm, I've not watched them. Uh, there's a show called Never Mind the Bullocks. No, I'm sorry. Never mind the Buzzcocks. That's what it's called. Never mind the Buzzcocks. And then there's one, a show called Eight Out of Ten Cats, which is actually five uh, or four out of five cats. So that's what it should be. But the name of the show is Ten. You, you, if you can divide those two numbers into two and get whole numbers, that's what you do. You keep going down until you can't get any other whole numbers in both of them. You know, by, dividing by two. That's something I learned from Mr. Malmstead back in sixth grade, and it's always bothered me because, you know, I'm a pedant. And speaking of being a pedant, uh, I have uh, something to do, and uh, here it is. It's time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Oh, well, I'll tell you what they got wrong this time. David Mitchell is, uh, uh, you know, he's a funny guy. He and another fellow, uh, I think it's Rob Webb, Robert Webb, Rob Webb. The two of them had a, uh, had a skit show, a, a sketch comedy show called That Mitchell and Webb Look. And they did some great stuff. They did some really good stuff as far as, you know, making them uh, Dimland Radio Science heroes, which I think I did make them that one time. I think I did. Uh, if I didn't, they should be included on that because they, they did a bit on uh, the homeopathic hospital. That's great. And then they did a, a bit on uh, conspiracy theories. Fantastic. Uh, but this one particular sketch that they do it takes place in an office setting and uh, we we join an off a meeting they're at a big table and there's a fellow standing at the head of the table with one of those uh, easels set up with the with the big pad of paper on it and he's got words written out and diagrams and stuff and he's, he's just finishing up this presentation and he's saying uh, and this is uh, the program that we call um, healthy homes and hospitals or and he flips over the page uh, or he call, he abbreviates it by saying you know uh, he's got the three words up there uh, healthy homes hospitals and he says oh we call it h h h and david mitchell is sitting at the table and i guess he's the boss and he looks up and he says uh, what was your anagram again and the guy repeats himself. He says, H, H, H. And Mitchell says, I thought that's what you said. And then he overreacts. I won't tell you what he does. He overreacts. And then the rest of the skit is him overreacting to other people around the table um, not using proper grammar. And, uh, you know, and the reason why he overreacted to the H, H, H is because you don't pronounce, it's pronounced H, not H. Okay. That's that's what gets it rolling. The thing is, H H H or H H H is not an anagram. Uh, not an anagram. It's not an acronym. Oh, did I say anagram? It's an acronym. Acronym. Oh God! If I said anagram, I'm sorry. But it, he, David Mitchell says, "What's your your acronym again?" H H H gets up and shoots him. We'll edit that. Okay. All right. So. It's not an acronym. It's an initialism. An acronym is when you can take the you abbreviate a series of words and, uh, by by taking the initial and creating another word. So uh, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus is scuba. Situation normal all effed up is snafu. Those are words. You can read them out as a word, but the Central Intelligence Agency is the CIA, although you could say CIA, apparently, but nobody does, so we say CIA. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI. Those are initialisms. The acronyms are SCUBA, SNAFU, and other examples that are words, that you can say it as a word. So, <laughs> they got that wrong. <laughs> 
Oh, how terrible. <laughs> I, if I'd been there, I'd have overreacted the way he overreacted to uh, his other people. Anyway, uh, so on, uh, that's that's a cool thing. Check out the check out the, uh, the the the. I'll put some link to some. Would I lie to you? Check that out. I'll put a link up on the show notes page. Go to dimland.com. Click on the blog option. You'll get to the show notes. I'll put a link to the grammar Nazi skit from that uh, Mitchell and Webb look program, and you'll see where he gets the he says acronym and not initialism man if i said anagram when i hear this in the when i listen back to it i'm going to be disgusted with myself if i said anagram okay um uh before i go to another cool thing something this could almost be considered a cool thing and it kind of is so this could be you can consider this a bonus but it's uh it is uh, it is a hell of a coincidence it really is it's a hell of a coincidence Mean Gene Okerlin, Daryl Dragon, and Bob Einstein all died on January 2nd. Now, I know some of you people are scratch, scratching your heads. Okay, who's Mean Gene Okerlin? Mean Gene Okerlin was uh, an announcer for uh, wrestling way back in the day, for professional wrestling. Uh, in fact, he started out almost locally, I think, here in the Twin Cities. There would be a Sunday morning wrestling show on uh, in the mornings, and uh, he'd be on there, and he'd be announcing, and he'd interview the wrestlers and that, and he he got to be known as Mean Gene Okerlin. So, so if you're a wrestling fan, you should know him. Well, he died on January 2nd. Daryl Dragon, maybe you don't recognize the name, but if you know of the pops to pop duo from the 1970s, Captain and Tennille, remember them? They were a married couple. Uh, well, the captain was Daryl Dragon. And uh, he died on January 2nd. And Bob Einstein, you may not know him by that name, but perhaps you know him by his other name that he went by, a character that he played called Super Dave Osborne. And he's, he's, uh, he, he also died on, the, on January 2nd. Uh, Super Dave Osborne would be this, it'd be like a... Uh, uh, um, an evil Knievel type daredevil character, but his 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 stunts would always go wrong, and he'd be on Letterman all the time. Uh, and he he this this Bob Einstein guy he just had the the deadpan look down. I mean, stone face. He was he was as good as Buster Keaton was at just keeping that that this, that that no expression, that just that stone faced look when. You know, Letterman's poking fun at him or something, and he can just give him this look, like. You know, and he, he he carried that through other characters that he would play. Uh, he's also he was also the brother of well, he still is the brother. He's just not alive anymore. Of uh, Albert Brooks, comedian filmmaker Albert Brooks. He was he's his brother. Well, they all died on the same day. I know celebrities die in threes. Well, they happened to cluster into a three pack on that day. Yes, yes, they did. But here's the thing that's also kind of freaky that makes this even bigger of a coincidence. All of them, each of them, was 76 years old. They were all 76 years old. That's pretty cool. And, and I told Amy that. She said, well, it looks like 76 is the new 27. Because, you know, all rock stars die at age 27, which they don't. Uh, next cool thing. Uh, China has landed... A, uh, a probe on the far side of the moon. That's that's cool. And you know, that we can do that. People can do that. Human beings can do that. We're just that clever. We're just that smart. We just worked that hard to figure this stuff out. We did. We didn't need help from aliens or from Atlanteans or any of that. We human beings are smart enough to figure it out and do it ourselves. That's right. We did it. We didn't pray it into happening. We didn't. We we thought it into happening. We worked and, and learned and got and did math and figured all this stuff out. And the Chinese have put a, a probe on the far side of the moon, so it's studying there. Of course, now China is going to take over the moon. Those damn commies. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> and that's kind of cool. And I um, let's see how much time I got. Uh, before I get to the third cool thing which is also space related. I do want to mention something here. It's it's it does it speaks of a certain bias that we can have, that people have. 
that that some people we all have biases we got to be aware of these things and as a skeptic and this show promotes skepticism uh, I may not talk about it every show or all show long or something like that but um, you know I'm a skeptic and and I we we need to make sure that we're aware of our biases as ourselves and we need to when somebody points something out to us try to not do the natural thing, which is to double down on your belief or say, oh, no, no, I'm right. Um, just hear them out and think, you know, uh, I could be wrong here and, and change your, your viewpoint, your thoughts accordingly. You should need to be able to do that. That's what a good skeptic can do and, and will do. Um, and so I find it disturbing when I see skeptics sharing things on Facebook that they really ought to know better. That they should have, they just uh, just take a couple of minutes to Google it to make sure that is this true, because there was there's a skeptic, he's a fairly well known skeptic among skeptics, not all skeptics. Uh, there's a friend of mine from the Minnesota Skeptics that doesn't know who he is, <laughs> but um, I but really he's written books <laughs> and all this. Stuff. But anyway, I won't say who it is, but. He posted on Facebook, he shared a story about some Georgia man, and it shows a picture of this guy that looks like a, you know, does not look like he's a, a, a Harvard graduate, okay? Doesn't look bright, but he's a human being. And the headline is about this Georgia man cuts off own penis to stop from masturbating. And, and it, you know, my first reaction is, you know, whatever the website that this was shared from. My first reaction is always to look at that at that website and, and see what you know. Is it uh, is it CNN.com or is it some something else? And so whatever it was, my first question in the comments was: Is this website a uh, um, a reliable source for news? And then I look it up. I put in the headline. This is what you can do. You put in the headline and you put Snopes after it. I know there are people that have problems with Snopes, but you could put hoax after it and just see if what that puts up. But it, it, and I did that, and up comes Snopes and says, "No, it's not true. This is a lie. This is just some satire site that makes up news items and floats them out there. Might be a Russian bot somewhere. I don't know. But it, this is you're a skeptic. You know, I felt I, it was I was disappointed. But it, it, it's a bias that fits it. Well, of course, some guy from Georgia. Well, you know, those people down south aren't very bright." You know, it's just like it falls into a bias that's, that's it's not true. And so let's not, you know, let's not fall for it, okay? If you're a skeptic, you know, hold yourself to a standard, damn it. I mean, I try to. And if I'm wrong, somebody points out that I'm wrong, that's, oh, I'm wrong. And I correct it. If I got something wrong on a show, I'll correct it. If I forgot to put a comma in there somewhere and a couple of jerk-faced friends of mine jump all over me, well, <laughs> I forgot the comma. Anyway, <clears throat> one last thing, cool thing though, the pictures of Ultima Ultima Thule, Thule, Ultima Thule. I said Ultima Thule last week. That's uh, that's that that foreign body object in the Kuiper Belt, way the hell out there, past past Pluto, like a billion miles past Pluto. Well, this New Horizons spacecraft has gotten past it and took a picture of it. It's too, it, it's shaped like the like two-thirds of a snowman. Uh, the, the bigger part uh, is called Ultima, and the, the smaller part is called Thule, 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 Ultima Thule. That's how they pronounce it. And and it's two objects that somehow got banged into each other and got fused together. It's, it's reddish in color, and it's way cool. It's way cool. And again, we got out there through science, not through luck or gods or whatever. We got out there because, damn it, humans are smart enough and capable enough. And don't you think? Don't you agree? Well, you sure should also. Uh, should. <laughs> Good night. Sorry. Now I'm swearing at you. Well, okay, so we got to the end of another show. I hope you've had at least three cool things happen for you this week. Again, Happy New Year to everybody. Remember to be skeptical, and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network, and I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. I forgot a comma. Jeez, typos happen. 
can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell.